BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I am Corey. I'm Julie. And on today's show, we're going to start talking about, uh, start talking, we're going to get into talking about habits, I think, um, just building routines, that type of stuff, right? Or did I read that completely incorrectly? Uh, we can talk about anything you want to talk Perfect. about. This is our show. That's correct. We but are the boss. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you all about... Uh, Patreon? That's the thing I was thinking of. I yeah. was like... Tell them. Podcast BizQuick. Yeah, so anyway, patreon.com slash BizQuick. Go to Patreon. Uh, go to that website. The shows in, or the links in the show notes there. Um to get uh, access to all sorts of stuff on the back end of things that uh, is available to people who want to give us a tip for the hard work we do. So check it out and give us a tip. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and I'm pretty sure I butchered that enough. We can probably move on. Well, you know, you gave it your, you gave it the old college try. Yes. All right. So um, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm I'm good. I am, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a, a, a mental midget of late. Um, you know, I'm tired. I gotta, I, I'm tired, Okay, but, um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. That's good. Is there anything I can help you with? Ha ha. Ha ha. All right. <laughs> well, let's talk about time management then. <laughs> Was that a joke? <laughs> Uh, no, it wasn't a joke. You, the only person on the planet that I know that has less time right now than I do, is you. Yes, but if I have time, I'm happy to share it. Mm. Okay. If you need help, all you have to do is ask, Julie, and I can either say yay or nay. I know. I just, I know. Yeah. Habits. No, I don't want to talk about habits. No, let's talk about. Um, Public speaking. Okay. Uh, something that we kind of do. Um, I mean, every Thursday. <laughs> Today, not very well. Not well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, every Thursday on, on 9 a.m. on the Voice America Business Network, we have um, our radio show, Defeat the Chaos. Yeah. And even though we aren't directly speaking to people. We are speaking to people. Well, not like they're not in the same room as us. Oh. Yeah. Um, we, I'm in the same room as you. Oh, my God. Can you make this harder? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, we're live. So everything that we say is live. There's no editing. There's nothing. Like, what you hear is what is happening. And that's yeah. that was, I think, the first the first time we had that show, I was a little bit nervous because we've done a ton of podcasts before. But if yeah. we screw something up, we go back and edit it. Clearly, not today. <laughs> we don't edit very much on our podcast anymore at all. We don't. Very like, rarely. Occasionally, there's... I mean, the, sometimes you put a pedophile picture on there, and I'm like, Corey, you got to take that down. That's not our podcast, though. That that's, was a promotion for the podcast. <laughs> it's different. True. Right? True. And that came directly out of Canva, first of all. I used a template, and Julie's like, what's up with this like 14-year-old girl in the picture? I'm like, ooh, I just used a template. Uh, <laughs> I'll go change that. Yeah. Yes. We, we, need, we might want to swap that out. Yes. Um, 
But we, yeah, we rarely edit anything on the podcast, but we have that option. So there's right. that safety net there, whether or not we use it is, yeah. is a, but on the, on the radio show, there is no safety net. Like no. if there's dead air, there's dead air. If, if somebody makes a mistake or flubs a line, a line, like we have lines. What is this? A fucking <laughs> line. <laughs> that's a Michael Scott yeah, video. Sitcom or, over here. Right. Line. Yes. Oh yeah. That's when he was in the, in the when uh, the deposition, the deposition, yeah. <laughs> um, Everything can relate back to an office episode. It really can. Or a Simpsons episode. Or a Seinfeld episode. Exactly. Yeah. Everything goes back to television. Yeah, that's really Wait, Yeah, whatever. This conversation sucks. But anyway, public speaking. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> public speaking. So that's uh, something that I know that you and I have both got, have become much better at mm-hmm. when we go back and when we listen to our first couple of episodes Ugh. and listen to ourselves talk. That's rough. Brutal. You don't realize how many filler words you put in there or just uh, how dumb you sound sometimes until you have to listen to yourself. And I think that's a a good tip for everybody out there, even if you have no desire to be a public speaker or host a podcast or anything, record yourself talking and listen to it because you probably suck at it. And even better than just recording yourself and listening to it. Record yourself and then like download Descript, right? So Descript, they, you can use it for free and you can run the audio through it and it'll give you a written transcript of it and you can literally see the words, the filler words. And it is appalling the first time you do it. You're like, uh, seriously? I said um that many times? Yeah. And uh, like, like? Yeah, it's crazy. Or you should do it with, uh, record yourself with a, a, another person, you know, maybe a podcast host, and then mm-hmm. they can call you out every time you use the word great. <laughs> yes, you can. You can You can do that. That's always an yeah. option. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. So how's the restaurant going? Um, speaking of filler words, it's, <laughs> it's going. Uh, we are at the time of this recording this, we are not open yet, but we are very close to opening. The restaurant looks beautiful. It is ready to open. We passed our health inspection, ABC, which is for people who don't live in a state that, um, has a, an ABC, some sort of control board or whatever. That's the people in charge of who like give us our license to sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. They successfully lost my paperwork and the agent in charge of my, my case, my permit, he is on like administrative leave or something. I don't know. He's out of the office. Maybe he had a baby. I don't know. He's out of the office until July. Ooh, that's That might be it. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, he's out of the office. Nobody told him. No, nobody told me. Nobody told anybody that we were trying to apply for this uh, permit. So we had to go through, jump through all the hoops again. So maybe in the morning when I go in, it's going to be a Monday, um, I'm going to have a phone call. Hopefully that's going to end with us getting our permit, which would be nice. So then we can actually buy alcohol for the restaurant because we are not going to open the restaurant without alcohol. So did the person who hasn't been responding to you start responding? Kind of. I got a different licensed technician. I've got a different agent in charge. It's It's been quite a process to get to where we are right now. Uh, just everything with... The city with ABC, with uh, the health inspection, that was probably the easiest thing. And that was the one that I was most concerned about because it, it really depends upon who your inspector is. And they can be as nice or as dick-ish as they want to be. And yeah. Sounds like you got a nice person. 
Yeah, but I mean, we did a lot of work to make sure that like he wasn't going to walk in and, and find anything wrong with the space. Um, so it's it, like for that, it's all about presentation. Like if you walk like talking to somebody else who has worked with that person before he's you know that that guy said that he's walked into places that just have like a little bit of construction going on they don't look like they're ready to open and he just walks right out oh. so like i mean we were we could have flipped the open sign on had i bought the open sign in time to uh like that day if we wanted to we wouldn't have anything to sell but we we were ready to open that day nice okay yes. all right so it's probably, well, why don't we take a quick break and then come back and let's get into some things about, you know, habits and whatnot, 30-minute hour. Perfect. Before we go, though. Why don't, don't you tell them about Certivium? I was going to say you tell them about Certivium. Well, Certivium is uh, one of the businesses that Corey and I own, and Certivium is focused exclusively on customer engagement and social media management. So we take those things that most entrepreneurs that have five, 10 or less employees are so busy that they can't, they have a difficult time managing all the aspects of customer engagement and social media management, and Certivium makes it easier for you. So check out Certivium. You can um, check it out in the show notes or head over to Certivium.com, spelling in the show notes, or you can also find more information about it on sbpace.com. We'll see you after the break. All right. Welcome back to the show. I was waiting for that applause to end, but it appeared as it was going to go on forever. We have a treat for you. We have Blaine Elkers. He's America's only chief results officer. I don't really know how you know that for sure, Blaine. You're going to have to explain that to us. But Blaine is out of Phoenix, Arizona. He's a leading authority in personal implementation and consistency. He's a TEDx speaker with over 190,000 views, and he's a LinkedIn top connector, author, co-author of three books, and he's a frequent podcast guest on other people's podcasts. This is our first time having him, but if he does a great job, we might have him back. Hey, Blaine, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Hey, I am doing great. Julie and Corey, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I hope today to add a little value to your listeners' lives. I am sure you will do that. Yeah. So uh, before we dive into the interview, can you just give our listeners a brief overview of who you are and why you're on this show? Yeah, so Julie and Corey said go all the way back to birth and take 20 minutes, even though the show is all, all about 20 minutes. No, very quickly, uh, I help people, basically I help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. And probably the moment of dawning comprehension, why I've been able to do this and get to this point was because 28 years ago, my son was one year old. I came home from a business trip. I was, my degrees in computer science, I was working kind of like a technical job. And I get back from this business trip and my son gives me the cold shoulder. I'm like, Beth, what's going, what is, what's going on here? She says, well, you were kind of gone for so long. He kind of forgot who you were. And I'm like, what? No, this is, uh, this is not going to stand. Made a clarifying decision. I will work from home no matter what. And it took me a year. We're kind of conservative. We, we needed to save money and, and, and make sure that we could make the leap. Anyway, made the leap. And, uh, and now for the last 28 years, I've been kind of the, the work from home dad. Started uh, and sold many businesses, but ended up with a training company called Self-Fluence, the art and science of influencing yourself. And, and basically, uh, I started helping a lot of mastermind groups. They called me chief results officer. 
office. I said, that's cool. Nobody else is doing that. Went to the U.S. Patent Office, got the R with the circle, the registered trademark. So now I can be America's only chief results officer. So only two other people tried to use it. And the little cease and desist letter did work. Nice. All right. So you can back that up. Yeah, that that's impressive. That I'm gonna, is. I'm going to go give myself a title now. <laughs> <laughs> you do give yourself a title every day. I know. Boss. <laughs> More of a boss. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so uh, let's dive into that then. The, uh, the Well, the whole work from home concept, like everybody's well versed in now, or most people are uh, after the past couple of years. But I, I thought it was funny uh, back in, I don't know, March or April of 2020, and everybody's kind of getting used to that. And the, like people are asking like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I've been doing this for years. Like I, not, my life hasn't changed a bit. Like I'm, I'm used to zoom meetings and conference calls and doing everything remotely. Um, how, but so 28 years ago or however, you know, you know, many years ago, how were you able to do that? Yeah. So, so I basically, uh, you know, pushed my marriage, you know, to the edge. Now we've been married 30 years. So, so we did make it, but I pushed it to the edge by starting two businesses. So, so I had my regular job, which was like 50 hours a week. And then I started two other businesses and, you know, and within a year that, that built up big enough that I could make the leap. But the great thing was if you can get to the leap point, you know, then after, like when I removed those 50 hours a week, I mean, then things really took off. And within probably another year, I was three times my income that I had in that job. And then I kind of never looked back. Now, I will say, though, I am, I will say I have this quality of being self-disciplined, very consistent. And, and so it was, it was easy for me to, to kind of, uh, you know, do what was necessary. And, and I like what I do. So I, I, I would do what, even if I won the Powerball last weekend, I'd still be here today on this podcast. I got to say, well, that we appreciate the fact that you would show up. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, that self-discipline is, I think, one thing that we've learned over the past, you know, two years. Well, we've learned a lot of things over the past two years, Blaine. But one thing we have learned is that not a lot of people have self-discipline. Not a lot. It is sorely lacking in the world in many, many ways. And I, we see it day in and day out with people who want to be entrepreneurs and they just they don't have they don't, they don't have the discipline to do it. They don't, and they just think that I, one of my favorite stories is, you know, that we helped this entrepreneur launch his first business and it was months to get it. It was a product launch and it was months to get him to launch, right? Where websites live and he's selling product on the website. And the day, the morning that the website goes live, he says, Oh, thank God the hard part's over now. And I was just like, Oh, Oh buddy, you don't know. You don't know what's coming for you next. This is true. This is true. So I, I agree. Lack of ambition and discipline and, and, and failed business models are the two biggest things that, that I have seen from even friends of mine that said, okay, how do you do it? What could I do? You know, and, and you got it. You have to have a solid business model and, and a solid work ethic or, may, or maybe a good team, or you could catch a break. Sometimes people catch a break, but a lot of times it, it is it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It has to be kind of a labor of love. Hopefully it's something that you enjoy doing, you know, so it's, it's not, not quite as much work. 
Sure, that passion is such an important part of it because, you know, for instance, I, I played a lot of sports growing up, and I always thought it would be cool to be a professional sports player of some, some sort, but I wasn't passionate enough about the sports to put in the time, to put in, to, to make those sacrifices. It was more of a, a you know, way to, to, to just spend my time. It was fun. I enjoyed it, but again, it was nothing that I was ever going to, I was not going to make a career out of it. And, and there was no passion there. And I think that a lot of people have that. They, they have this idea, this notion in their head of what being an entrepreneur is, what being a business owner is. They think it, it's all of the fun stuff and they don't think about all of the hard stuff that goes into it. And, and when we talk to people who try to make that dive, that who try to make that leap into small business and they realize how hard it is, a lot of times they're like, well, you know what, I'm just going to go back to my job because th- that's a lot easier. Right, right. And you may be able to be more successful in, quote, the game of life by working for somebody else. So I, I have friends that, that do work for other people and, and they're you know living below their means and saving money and, and living a good life. And I, and I think that's great for the entrepreneurs. I think a lot of times there's some deep emotional thing. You know, for me, if I say, well, why do you want that? Well, why do you want that? And like, ask yourself why I call it four to the core. But when you get to the core, for me, it's control. Like, like I want control. I want calendar control, uh, event control, schedule control. I don't want people to say, you have to do this. Like when they say that, then I want to like, you know, kind of prove them wrong. Uh, but, but I want control over my time and my calendar. And I don't ever, I never wanted to give that up. And that, that's kind of my son brought that emotion, you know, to the surface for me. But in the end, that's what it was. It was that, that I want to control. And I still want control. So if I, if I had to do something else, uh, you know, or, or more or go deeper in my business, I, I would to, to keep that control. I got a question, burning question for you, Blaine. There's, there is um, something that um, it's, it's a topic that you like to talk about or that you will answer questions on. And I'm really curious, creating a habit in 21 seconds instead of 21 days. Yes. Now, so it, you can create a new ha- a new habit. Now, there's two different things. There, there's new habit creation and bad habit elimination. We're not. That's a whole like separate subject. But in creating new habits, you can create a new habit in 21 seconds, not 21 days. So if they told you it takes 21 days to create a new habit, they lied to you. You have been lied to. I apologize sincerely for that. Now, the way you do that, and everything that we teach from through self fluence is things that you already know how to do. There's nothing else to buy. There's nothing new that you you have to do. And so the first thing people have to realize is that you are already a habit master. You're already a habit master, right? So if I ask people within the last 24 hours, did you brush your teeth? And most people say yes. Now, some people have dentures or whatever, but most people say yes. Some people aren't good at brushing their teeth either. You what? Some people aren't good at brushing their teeth. No, they're not. So then we go to, uh, have you had a cup of coffee in the last 24 hours? And almost everyone says, yes. Those that don't brush their teeth typically drink coffee. But in any case, you're already a habit master at that. And so I I tell the story about my wife. She uh, luckily past tense used to have uh, nearly daily migraine headaches. And so the doctor said, hey, look, here's this log you got to fill out. Like, what's the weather? What did you eat? What could be the, the migraine triggers? And she'd fill out the log for a few days, then forget to do it. Then she would lose the log. Then she'd have a migraine. I say, where's the log? And, and during a migraine, you don't ask questions like that. I learned very quickly. Um, but in the end, what we figured out was we, look, we said, look, let's take this headache log and let's put it in the bathroom with your toothbrush and toothpaste on top of it. And then when you brush your teeth, 
teeth and she did the dental recommended two minutes in the morning and at night, you fill out the log. So the first key, the 21 second habit is that you link it to a habit that you're already a habit master at. And so what happened is she filled it out for 90 days in a row, took it back to the doctors. And now today she has maybe once every couple months, she'll get a migraine. So it's dramatically, uh, dramatically improved. I had, I wanted, I had these two new habits that I wanted to start four years ago and I haven't missed a day. And one was, I, I have a Bible app. I wanted to, to get into that, but I also wanted to take a mind shower every day. So a lot of people take a physical shower, but I wanted to like clean my mind garbage, the head trash out of my mind every single day. And so what I did is I said, well, what do I do every day without fail that I'm a habit master at? And it was picking up my cell phone, my smartphone was the first thing I do every morning, right? So what I did, I moved all the apps off the first page and I just put those two apps on there. And then I said to myself, look, Blaine, when you open your phone in the morning, you have to do these two apps before you're allowed to touch anything else. So you want to check your text message. You want to see what orders came in. You want to see what happened in the world. You can't do anything like that. So here's the second key to the 21 second habit is if you can surf an urge. So this urge I had to want to check my text messages from my kids, my email, all these things on my phone, I surf that urge and it forces me to kind of do that new habit. And so for me, today was day 1,486 in a row that I've opened my phone and I did my Bible app and I did my mind shower. Now, I prefer a 10-minute mind shower, but if I only have three minutes, I will do, I can make the three minutes, uh, you know, for, for that. But that led to a lot of consistency. And when people take these kind of initially, I say start small, small habits, but link it to a habit you're already existing, you know, you're already habit master at, they can start the habit basically instantly. And then self-confidence goes up, faith in yourself goes up. I had another um, a friend of mine, she's an attorney. She's like, Blaine, you always talk about next day planning and making a little list for the day. And I'm terrible at that. So I said, great. What do you do first thing in the morning? She says, I have a cup of coffee. Great. You can't have the coffee until you start the list. Now you can do the list while you drink the coffee, but you can't touch the coffee till you start the list. Now she's doing it every single day in a row. Again, that 21 second habit. What do you think? I think that there's a lot of discipline in there that people just don't have to do that. To say, I can't do X until Y happens. I think a lot of people, like, I, I think that there would, like, I, I like the idea of, like, putting the, the log underneath the toothbrush because it's, a bit like, a stacking habits, literally, in that sense, makes sense. Um, but to say, uh, you know, I can just skip it today. It's no big deal. Who's going to know but me? Um, you know, so I, I think a lot of people don't have that discipline in there. And then also, uh, I'm glad you, you, you separated the bad habits from the good habits because I was like, I can start a bad habit in less than 21 seconds, Blaine. So <laughs> yes. I should beat there. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. And, and I think when most people, again, if they start small, uh, they, they, they do it. Um, and, and if they need to turn up the leverage on themselves, like if they feel like, well, first of all, it doesn't take much willpower to link it to something you're already doing, right? So right. the habit linking. But yes, you need some kind of an urge to serve to make sure you do it. But if you need to, yes, you can turn up the leverage, uh, you know, and involve other people, uh, you, you know, as, as well, um, you know, uh, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. But but if you find that you lack that willpower, sometimes not being accountable just to yourself can help you through that as well. It's interesting. And I think I'm kind of, I, I'm in agreement with you because there's a lot of, that's a really great way to actually form a new habit, a good habit. And um, I, I think the, you know, for people, if you understand what your motivation is, then it's easier to, um 
to start habits, good habits, right? So, you know, like I'm really self-competitive. I'm not competitive against other people because I'm a sore loser. I'm a really sore loser, Blaine. Like I do not like to lose. So <laughs> like I won't trash talk in sports because when I when my team loses, I cry physical tears, man. Actual salty tears come out of my eyes when my teams lose. So I don't talk shit to anybody when their team loses because I don't want anyone doing it to me. But I am really self-competitive and I like to... I like to crush goals that I set. So I literally have this app on my phone and I'll just like set all of these like goals in there. And I like to see, I like, I track how many days in a row I can do those things. I like consecutive days with wins and I will just keep going and going and going. And so it's impressive that you're at like 1400 days for doing the, the mind shower. That's impressive. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you get like three or four days in a row, then you don't want to break the chain. Right. So there is like a psychological thing and your brain chemical wise, you're getting some good brain chemicals every time hit. Yeah. Right. Dopamine squirt every time you get something done and there is a magic win lose ratio. Right. So, so like in tennis, when I was coaching my kids in tennis, it was 70, 30. So if they're winning more than 70% of the time, they're not learning enough. Like if they're winning 90, 95% of the time and kind of just did the beat down on everybody in tennis, they're learning nothing. Right. But the flip side was also true. If they're losing more than 30% of the time, 40% or 50% of the time, they lose energy, they lose interest and they're going to fall out. Right. So I'm kind of like you, like I like to win early, win off. And so I'm like a 90, 10. But if I win like 10 times in a row, then typically, you know, I've got to set higher goals. I got to stretch myself because I'm not learning anything. Right. Uh, You know, so so again, you you got to regulate that for yourself. I find most people are on the other end. They're losing and, and, and they're losing so much that they lose energy, motivation. And it's kind of this bad spiral down. And all they need to do is just, I call it nano size, the goal, make it small. Like someone says, Blaine, I tried to exercise for 30 minutes a day. I couldn't do it. I said, well, try 10. I, I can't do that. Okay. Give me five pushups before you get in the shower. Let's call that a win. Let's build from that. Yeah. Right. You, you, you want to win early, win often and that, and, and done becomes the engine of more. Uh, so it, it really, it really works out well that way. So we are, um, we're getting late into this interview, but before we go, I want to uh, talk about a topic that I think that we can all appreciate is that trying to get more out of your day, get more time out of your day and, and do that without losing sleep or, or giving up certain things. And so you, you have what you call the 30-minute uh, hour. So tell us quickly yes. about that. Yes. Yeah, so the 30-minute hour, how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes Now, you have to realize, again, just like the habits, you were the habit master, you are the productivity master. You know how to do it. You just forgot a little bit. So there's this day of the year. Some people have it more than once a year, but everyone typically has at least once a year. This day where you get three to 10 times the amount of stuff done than an average day. Do you, either one of you know what day it is that your your productivity is at a 3x to 10x? Now, we're only looking for 2x, but your 3 to 10x more done than your typical day. Okay, hold on. So I gotta. I, let's 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 work on this as a team. I think it's uh, when daylight savings ends because you get that extra hour in the day. I, <laughs> I I've never heard that answer before. That's I not correct, but I that's good. I think it's actually. So it's a it's a there's there's more of these days in the year than just one. For some people, yes. For the lucky ones. <laughs> <sighs> 
man, I don't know. I think it occurs. I, I think it occurs in January. Uh, there's some good days in January. There with the new year, people kick it off. But but this three to ten times productivity across the board is is not happening in January. Could happen for last somebody day of every quarter. The last day of the quarter. You know that's that has some of the essence. That has some of the essence of this day, but it is not that day. Tell us what it is. Tell us what it is, Blaine. All right, it is the day before vacation. So the day ah, before vacation, ah, people get three to ten times more stuff done. Uh, and, and the and I have a little acronym to help you remember the the key point is PDF. So people think, hey, go print out the PDF, which stands for portable document format, but not in this case. But I want you to think the 30-minute hour, day before vacation. So I have a little sign up, day before vacation mode. Uh, but but the PDF, what happens that day before vacation is plan, delegate, and focus. So what happens is the day before vacation, you don't let the day before vacation go to chance. You're planning the day out. You, you're, you're probably waking up, on average, people wake up 30 minutes earlier on the day before vacation because they have so much to do. So they're planning it. They have a clear vision, doing a lot of 80-20 that day. They're planning out. I want the stuff that the 20% of the stuff that moves 80% of the needle. Uh, so, so planning is one. The second one is delegate. So there, you, you, you know you're not going to be around. You have to delegate. You got to think the who before the do. So I say think who could do this before I go do it. So think who before do, but you're delegating a lot, maybe deferring some stuff too, but you're, you're looking for delegation opportunities wherever you can. But the biggest one of all is the day before vacation, people are just more focused. So you can create 30 minute hours. Think about all the stuff you don't do. No chit chat, no long emails, no getting lost in the internet on the day before vacation because you don't have time. You have this kind of fierce focus. You say no. That day before vacation, people, oh, can you do this? No, 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 no. You become an expert saying no, which you should do more of in your regular day as well. You stay on schedule. You typically use timers of some sort. The day before vacation, people are saying, all right, I've got 30 minutes to do this. Set a timer, tell Siri, tell Alexa, whoever, but set that timer and condense things. You also, day before vacation, you shorten everything. So someone says, I need to meet with you for 30 minutes. I say, can we get it done in 20? You know, or we need to meet for an hour. Can we do it in 30? And then everybody gets real focused. So, so that, and the last part on the focus is you use tasking, single task, single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking. Single tasking, most people know, go into airplane mode, turn the phone off, shut all the other screens down and focus on the thing that only you could do, that, that high value stuff. Shut the world out though. The way you make, you get, you get an hour's worth of stuff done is 30 minutes is no interruptions. You shut it all, close it out, close the world out, lock the doors, whatever you have to do. Uh, multitasking gets a bad rap, but it's when you can eat, do two things without compromising the quality of those. For example, you're going to drive to work. Okay, you got 30 minutes. You know you can make two or three calls. You use that time. Or I want to exercise, but I want to spend time with the family. So we go play tennis for you know uh, you know an hour, which would would have been two hours if I tried to exercise for an hour and spend an hour with the family. So you're looking for ways that you can do the multitasking. Maybe listen to this podcast while you exercise, things like that. And then batch tasking, you're just putting it all together. You batch things together that go together, right? So if I'm going to run errands, I'm going to do all the errands in one shot, not run an errand, come back, run an error, come back. Uh, if I'm going to do my computer work all at the same time, phone calls, batch them all together. Talking to other people, like my wife, she also works from home. We have a little list on our iPhone that we share and we, we I don't interrupt her all day long. I put everything in there. So when I'm in the context, when I'm in that context with her, then we cover that stuff. So anyway, there's some other tips about how you can use apps and things like that. But just remember, 
30-minute hour, day before vacation, PDF, plan, delegate, focus, and you will have some 30-minute hours later today if you'd like. We should have started with that question. Yes, we should have. Um, but unfortunately, we got to go. So uh, for all of our listeners out there, go to BlaineTedx.com uh, if you want to learn more about what Blaine does and who he is, and uh, that will be in the show notes. Yes, and thank you, Blaine, so much for joining us. This was a really enjoyable conversation, and I am sure that our listeners are going to take away a lot of valuable um, insights and information from you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Everything you want to know about Blaine is in the show notes, and everything you want to know about us is in the show notes too. Including how to reach us, which is on our website, sbpace.com. All of our social media links are out there, and all the different ways that you can connect with us are on our website. Go yeah. check it out. We have a radio show. It's called Defeat the Chaos. It is on 9 a.m. Eastern every Thursday on the Voice America Business Channel. It is fucking awesome. Also, our podcast, download it, rate it, subscribe, give us a review, do all the things. We would be so appreciative. And reach out to us about topics. We might listen. Chances are we won't, but we might. You don't know. Wow. Uh, I forgot to mention Certivium, our other business. Uh, you heard about it before the break, but go check that out for customer service, management, social media engagement, etc. And go purchase our number one Amazon best-selling book, Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. There's a digital workbook download on the website. And if you've already purchased it, please go out there, rate and review it. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick helping small businesses across America.